0: is this thing on are, we, I hear you. are yes. we recording yes okay testing test testing one two good deal welcome to the catholic man show we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass i'm adam in hand sitting here with david niles juan posada on the buttons jim bo baggins sitting here by the door this has been uh, a, a solid four three tries at least getting this episode on. So either it's going to, that means it's going to be a good episode or it
1: means that we're just going to tank. Right. Because like sometimes, you know, the devil tries to get in the way before you're about to do something really awesome. He'll like mess with your, you know, kind of mess with you, you know, because and that's a good sign. Other times you're just totally an idiot and are unprepared. Or other times your
0: guardian angel is trying to give you all the (laughs) hints possible right? of don't do this. Don't do this. This one TBD. Yeah. We'll see TBD, but, Father uh, Donald Calloway did tell us whenever he was doing a bunch of interviews uh, with uh, the Champions of the Rosary, when he, that book that he he put out, yeah. he said, without fail, about every other interview that he tried to do, there was technical issues. Yeah, and he, so he 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 knew there was some some more things
1: going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I actually do think that uh, just like since we're on this note right here, mm-hmm. the the demons actually do have. Uh, capabilities to mess with technology like i think that they can do that like they can mess with technology more than they can mess with nature for instance um they, not that they can't mess with nature uh like they can make it rain that they can actually what's the nature of, of technology I mean, I mean like no not not that kind of nature i mean like oh, like natural the like, world like, like, okay right. like, the, the physical they thi- actually can like make it rain or uh uh, some exorcists will tell you it is very common after they perform an exorcism for it to rain. So the question is, is, is it demons of the air that is messing I, with yeah, the technology? I, mean, I don't
0: know. I don't either. We're speculating at this and point. And would
1: a demon of the air have more authority over the rain? I don't know. Or was, would that be demons of the water? And Whoa. and like, if you're a demon of the water, do you cease to like own the water if it's boiled? Yeah, it evaporates it's, it's now. Air. Now it's, it's water vapor. Steams. Water vapor.
0: Is it still oh, water? Man, I don't know.
1: It's, this might, is it might still be water, but I don't know. Yeah, this is but about our pay grade. You know what? I do know is that Jesus owns everything. Yes, except sin. That was us. But he, we did that. But he came to redeem the us. The one thing that we had all to ourselves.
0: But he came to, to was the worst. He came to redeem us. He saved us. He saved us. And that's the thing. God be praised. So, uh, what does that say that? Uh, Huh. Uh yeah, it's not it's not recording here. It's not it's not, it's not, it's not re- a, recording a, on Cubase. That's a Cubase error. So we're we'll we'll just keep rolling. Hit yeah. the okay button and then we'll just keep we're we'll, we'll just going to keep going and see if you can pick it back up, but that's all right. Um okay. Uh okay. So again, we're, we're in the here. middle of the episode and we're already right. getting technical issues. Here we go. Here we go. Uh so we're going to talk the reason why is because we're talking about Catholic voting this evening is what we're going to be talking about, but first uh, we like to, we like to welcome tradition in, on the Catholic man show. And yes, we hold tradition to a high Up, esteem. Uphold and perform
1: traditions. traditions.
0: Yes. And if this is your first time listening, the first thing we do on the Catholic man show is open review and enjoy a manly beverage, yes. which this evening is
1: a beverage that you picked out. Yes. Uh, it's whistle pig 12 year. The 12 year. Yes. Whistle pig 12 year. And so it's the rye. This is not, uh, this is an expensive bottle. Okay, but it's it, it is a rye. It's whiskey. a rye whiskey. Okay, uh, Whistle Pig. As far as I know, they're a they're a rye distillery. Okay, they they might make I I they might make that. other stuff, but certainly Whistle Pig is known for being making rye whiskey. Okay, um, so yes, this is the uh, it's it's twelve years old, um, eighty six proof. And what I like about it is that they spelled that out. Eight, oh, nice eighty six proof. Okay, um aged in european casks most most of the whistle pigs are stronger in alcohol content typically yeah. but 86 proof i mean it's that's, it's that's stronger that's, than the average because you know like 80 proofs the base so it's, but it's not that strong mm-hmm. for people who have never had rye whiskey rye whiskey is uh aggressive it's aggressive it's one of those drinks that you uh really test your manhood you know can you some of it some rye whiskey especially if if you're not getting really good rye whiskey to say it's a cheap rye whiskey that's going to be one of those like can you swallow it without making a face mm-hmm. you know what i mean um rye whiskey does not have the the honey the buttery like the 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 gentle deliciousness of a lot of other bourbon um but rye whiskey is i believe an american tradition um And so, this is really good rye whiskey right here. This bottle is $127. Wow. Okay, so... That's tough for me to spend that kind of money on a a rye whiskey, to be honest with you. Yes. But... Uh, But I wanted to try it. Um, Yeah. Our our, our friend Jim Finster, big Whistle Pig fan. In fact, he Mm -hmm. sent us a bottle of Whistlepig. It was the 10-year. Early, early on in the show. Yeah. And we haven't had another bottle since Uh, then. Since then, yeah, you're right. So, Jim... To the Finster. To the Finster. Hey, Finster. Yeah, he's coming, he's coming. The yeah, he's to, coming to the... He's coming, coming to the camp, camp out? out. Yes. All
0: right. Yeah. So... We're on the Lord's team? The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers
1: to Jesus. Cheers to Jesus. So uh, while on, you... Uh, on the nose, it oh, okay, yeah, smells a lot like a rye whiskey. It's very uh, grain alcohol yeah, smell. It smells like, well, rubbing alcohol or, you know... And that's what that's what you kind of get with, with, with a rye. There is a... a
0: there's a hint of, um, of like toasted caramel, like, but not, but not a whole lot. It's, it's more, it's, it's pretty strong in the grain alcohol.
1: Yeah. Hmm. But th- what, th- the, you know, the reason why this one is so expensive or what you get for, for paying a lot mm-hmm. is that this is so smooth for a rye whiskey, for a rye absolutely. whiskey. Yeah. Because the
0: thing about it is though, it's a short finish.
1: It is kind of a short finish.
0: And that is very shocking for a rye whiskey because mm-hmm. typically it's so aggressive at the at the the finish that it, it lingers. But this is a very uh, short finish
1: for a rye. Yeah, um, the my first my first sip was was kind of short. My second one was quite a bit longer. Okay, well maybe I'll, I'll
0: reevaluate as time
1: goes. Um, but... And one thing to think about when you're tasting a whiskey is what have you just been eating? Okay, That's so. True. I will tell you before I came over here about an hour ago, I was eating these cream cheese mints. Mm -hmm. Cream cheese is basically it's fat, super high in fat content. So if you like for me, if you've just been eating cream cheese, your whole mouth is going to be coated in fat and that is going to simply, it's going to coat your tongue. It's going to prevent you from tasting and getting all the flavors. So, um, if you've, I mean, just imagine taking a Pam spray, Right. and spraying it in your mouth. Whatever you taste is just going to go whoop right down. Right. And so none of that none of that liquid, the flavors aren't going to linger in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just a tasting 101. In fact, this is why wine is paired with steak because steak is also very fatty. Mm-hmm. You know how your first bite of steak is, is always the best? You know, A, the steak is fresher, you're hungrier. Um, but another reason is that your taste buds are not coated with fat. And mm-hmm. as you eat steak your taste buds get coated in a layer of fat, melted fat from the steak. And so the wine, the acidity in the wine actually helps cut that layer of fat, allowing you to keep tasting the steak more and more. So it's not that, it's not just that the taste, the flavor of wine and the taste of beef go well together, they do, but there's uh, really, the, the wine is helping you enjoy your steak more as you continue to eat it.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, we're having, our, our camp out is, is coming up. We're very excited about it. We're completely sold out. In fact, we're a little oversold, expecting that some of you guys will probably bail at the last minute. Please don't do that, by the way. If you are going to, let us know. But we have to buy food and all that kind of stuff, so it makes it very difficult on Juan and everybody else who is planning the camp out. Yeah. I know things come up, but yeah. Um, anyway, let us know if you're not planning on coming because there's also guys who are wanting to come that we've shut shut it down to. Um, but uh, we're really excited about it. It's at Clear Creek Abbey. Uh We've we've done this is the fourth, this will be the fourth year at Clear Creek, so we're really excited. There's a lot of things that we're going to try to be doing. We're going to we need to get on some of that.
1: By the way, yeah, um yeah. but uh, that'll so be that'll be a lot of fun. My overall opinion is that this is not worth 126 dollars, 127 dollars. I no, it's not
0: like for me personally. I'm not a Rye guy. I've, I've said that before on yeah. the show. Several I'm, times. I'm not either.
1: Uh, I wanted, I just wanted to, but uh, you know, give it a shot because I've heard a lot about Whistle Pig. I like Whistle Pig. They have some other stuff that's really expensive, mm-hmm. like four hundred dollars, six hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a bottle. It's like, I don't know, man. It's a lot. I'm not sure that there is a bottle of whiskey. And maybe if I had if I had millions and millions of dollars, maybe I'd change my mind because just like money wouldn't be as valuable to me. But right. there is no bot. There's no drink. There's no beverage in the world that's worth six hundred dollars to me. Yeah. yeah. So when we get back, we're going to
0: get into the man gear, but then we're going to probably jump into the, the topic pretty quick, would be my guess, because there's a lot to cover. Uh, we're going to talk about Catholic voting, voting with a, con- with a well-formed conscience. The key is well-formed conscience when Indeed. we're voting. Indeed. Uh, so we'll be right back. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
1: So Adam, you've never been to Rome. I know. I keep telling you, you have to drop what you're doing and go. Dude, it's on my bucket list. It's on the bucket list. I know, man. Look, you've got St. Peter's Basilica. You've got Assisi, which is just a day trip away. I mean, the whole faith is just right there. Around every single corner in Rome is another church that will just blow your mind. I know. So if you're like me, you want to go to Rome, but you don't know where to begin, check out our show notes. There's a banner
0: that says Select International Tours. Click that banner. They know how to turn your bucket list into reality. They've been doing this for over 30 years, so they know what they're doing. Check it out. That's Select International Tours.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, Jim the Bodyguard, hoping that this episode, the door, and hoping this posse. episode like actually makes it out to the public. Yeah, I know, I know. Because man, there's been the, a lot. The thing about pipes is that they're needy. Mm-hmm. A pipe is a needy mistress. <laughs> is she not? Like a cigar. Just keeps going. You put the cigar down, you go hit a few golf shots, you come back, she's fine. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go away for too long, the cigar will go out. But a pipe, if you don't stay on it... it, It's tough. It, like, it feels... It, like, kind of, like, has a hissy fit. Like, I feel so neglected, I'm just gonna... Whatever. It's tough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, man-gift for today is the shoe tree. The shoe tree? The shoe tree. Yes. Um... Because I think this is something that uh, people, I think a lot of men, don't necessarily understand the importance. Of I a don't, because
0: I don't have one. Of a shoe tree. Yeah. So enlighten me. Okay. I do know, here's the one thing I know about them. You ready? Tell me. Outside of, I know that it's better to have them be made uh, out of cedar. Yes. But the importance is to make sure you put them on right after you take your shoes off. That is... I that know is true. That is like... You know, you don't want to like, ideally, you don't want to wait to take your shoes off and then put, you know, wait an hour after you take your shoes off and then put them on. Obviously, I'm sure it probably helps still. But um, you want to put the shoe tree on immediately after you take your shoes off. Correct. And I'm assuming it's just to keep the form of the shoe, right? Yes,
1: that is correct. So let's, first of all, a shoe tree is those, uh, like, cedar inserts you put in your shoes when you're not wearing them. Um,. Especially, they're not uh, all made of cedar. Yeah, but yeah, dress shoes. Right. I suppose there are people in the world who have some for their tennis shoes, but um, if you're putting shoe trees in a tennis shoe, then you don't understand the purpose of the shoe tree. um, Because shoe trees are for leather shoes, specifically leather shoes. okay? Okay. Okay. So, for instance, let's say you have a nice pair of cowboy boots. If you don't have a pair of cowboy boots, I highly recommend. I have get two a, getting a good pair of cowboy boots. I only have one, and my my cowboy boots are medium. They're like mid grade. I really want a pair of nice cowboy boots, but you know, you might pay five hundred dollars. And I, I understand that you can pay a lot more. Yeah, if you really. go get some Laces or something, you know, you're going to be paying thousands of dollars, sure. maybe five thousand. But uh, that's you know. Not something that every man needs. you got to be okay. prudent. Right. Maybe if you have if you have like a private jet, lacases are going to be your... Stu- that's your right. speed. Right. But um, you don't want to wear cowboy boots. Now, if, if you're just talking about work boots, that's a different thing. But if, if we're talking about nice cowboy boots, you don't want to wear them on consecutive days. Okay, because... Uh, stretch you, them out? Is you that need, why? You need to let the leather dry out. Okay. Because when you wear shoes, leather shoes, whether it's cowboy boots or dress shoes then just the moisture from your feet—feet mm-hmm. feet are wet, they're, they're, you know, sweaty—the um, leather stretches out a little bit, and then when it dries out, it will shrink mm-hmm. back. Um, and so, if you've ever had—I I used to have a pair of, of loafers, penny loafers, um, and after about a year, they looked like house slippers. They just had flattened and just were—they the they had lost their form, all their shape. Okay. Um, and typically— when you wear dress shoes, you know I I'm not now because my office still is not open, so I'm still working from home. But you know when I'm going into the office, I'm wearing a suit every day. So typically the what happens to your dress shoes is you get a hole in the in the sole, where the soles will wear out, right? Um, but on this these penny loafers, the soles were still fine, but the the shoes just looked terrible. They looked like crap, mm-hmm. uh, just because they had it was it really looked like i was wearing leather house shoes mm-hmm. um and that was just because i was wearing them all the time and i wasn't i wasn't taking care of them right yeah so um when just like you, you're not supposed to get your leather shoes wet well when you wear them they do get they absorb moisture what happens when a cow gets wet it dries off it's not dead yet though that's the big difference it just that was a terrible terrible joke i know adam i know yeah i didn't even have to tell you (laughs) yeah okay okay so for your shoes you want to put the shoe tree in for two reasons okay one is what you already mentioned Mm -hmm. that it's going to help retain the shape of the shoe itself sure okay and so um if you're you know dress shoes are not cheap you can get cheap dress shoes um and if you're only if you only wear dress shoes you know a couple times a year then yeah just go get some cheap ones They'll last you a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wear dress shoes regularly, hopefully you're wearing them at least once a week when you go to Mass, then uh, you're going to want to take care of them because it's almost like an investment if you think about it that way. So it will help them maintain their shape and the you want to get shoe trees that are made of cedar because the cedar will dry out just like in a humidor. Mm-hmm. Um, the cedar will absorb absorb the moisture from the shoe quickly. Okay, So it, it will help them dry out so that they don't stay... Moist for a long time, um, but that I can just tell you that has made, in my own experience, a huge difference in the quality of the shoes that I wear and them staying good, looking well, mm-hmm. looking good. Um, I have a pair of shoes now that I've actually had resold because the leather still is great, mm-hmm. um, and it's a lot cheaper to have shoes resold, especially when you're buying nice dress shoes, not. Um, I mean, you could go. You can get in you know, a hundred dollar pair of dress shoes, mm-hmm. but you just don't don't expect a hundred dollar dress shoe to last more than a year, of uh, you know, if you're wearing them every other day, sure, or so. Um, but that that's the, th- the same is true with leather dress shoes. Don't wear them every day. You want, you know, if you're if you're wearing suits, you need a black outfit. You need black outfits and and blue outfits so that you can trade them off every day let your shoes dry out okay also there's some guys in my office who show up in loafers and while they're in the office they change their shoes oh really and yeah and they uh, leave their shoes at the office which i think is funny uh and i guess like that way you just don't wear them as long and they don't but they don't need as much attention but to me it's like i'm not putting on loafers to change shoes when i get to the office you know like i'm not doing that yeah ridiculous absurd yeah so anyway
0: okay so have, have you
1: ever seen shoe trees for boots do they make those
0: i have not seen those but that
1: doesn't mean anything i also have not seen them i don't know how that it seems I'm like sure that they would be do. difficult to, sure they have to operate to get your, your the shoe tree down in your in your boots mm-hmm. they may have them though so i'm interested in our topic tonight me too can we you want to segue to it, or sure. is there anything else you want to talk about with a? Uh, that is the end. Uh, shoe tree is not gonna run, it's not gonna set you back very much. It's you know like twenty bucks. Okay, so well worth the investment. Yeah, to uh, keep, your, to keep the, your. One thing that I do recommend, and you don't not once again not necessary. Some of them, the foot piece that goes in is split into two halves, and they have a spring. Well, they have when the, the there's a spring in the heel, and when you put them in, you push it forward, and a piece of metal go, like pushes between those two halves of the mm-hmm. toe, and it spreads them out. Okay, and that is going to make sure that the shoe tree fits your width of shoe. Okay? Um, otherwise you got to get pretty specific on the shape of the shoe tree. Mm-hmm. So not all of them are going to have that. If you can that that is a better it's a better product in my opinion because it's going to really make sure that, that that shoe is has some good tension on it and that it's not going to shrink and deform. So that's the only that's the last thing I'd say about a shoe tree.
0: Okay, cool. Yes. So tonight's topic is voting with a well-formed conscience. Uh, that's that's the the topic that you wanted to discuss this evening. Correct. Uh, is there a, is there a way you wanted to start it off, or or what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So first, the of beginning.
0: All, you want to start from the beginning. Yes.
1: Let me say in the very beginning, mm-hmm. I do not care what you think. Uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are gonna, if you, if you, at any point throughout this episode, feel like I should send them an email telling them that they're wrong, the profundity of how much I don't care cannot be overexpressed. Okay, okay? send me an email. I don't care. David at stmichaelradio.com. I do not care. Okay. 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 Uh, it is our attempt today to express the feelings of the church. Okay. We, we do not seek to endorse, when we will not be endorsing a political party or any political candidates. Um, what I'd like to talk about today is what are some issues, the major issues in selecting good candidates. Uh, because we all have a duty as mm-hmm. good citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is an obligation that's really put upon us. Um, in fact, like choosing not to vote is considered by the church an extraordinary action. You know, so uh, in order to not not voting, mm-hmm. like if you're not voting out of sloth, that's a sin. It's, it's not a mortal sin necessarily. Um, I'm we're not going to get into judging your own conscience. You know, in each individual Good. case, we're not get glad obviously we're not. we're not doing that on the mm-hmm. Catholic Manchin, Glad We're not doing that, but we have an obligation to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's something that's talked about a lot, but it's you know and Aquinas even talks about you know it's a virtue patriotism is a virtue yes this is a, it's a yeah this is part of patriotism exactly um, but the politics is talked about all the time but it's not talked about from just like the basic standpoint you well, know well the
0: problem is is that we've decided that both religion and politics are the two things that we don't talk about ever and They're the most important things in the world. Isn't that what what G.K. Chesterton said? Yeah. Yeah, His quote was like... I don't know exactly what it was, but but it's just like that. Yeah, it's basically like, the only two things worth discussing are religion and politics. Right. Uh, And so, for whatever reason, that's... Probably just the same way with religion is is politics is so divisive. Right. Uh, And so, it's easier to just say, you know what? We're not going to talk about it so that way we're not you know upset yeah. with each other or
1: whatever yeah, instead of dealing with the issues head on it's a false peace that you, you people are exchanging what they view as peace but it's a false peace Ooh, that's because, a good point because it's not real that's a, I mean you're it's just, just it's a lack of uh arguments uh, but that's not peace all
0: you're doing is kicking the can down the road waiting for it right and it's going to get worse it just okay. gets worse so when we get back we'll talk about uh voting with a well-formed conscience indeed we'll be right back Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. You're gonna talk about forming your con forming or a well-formed conscience in voting. We're gonna be voting here pretty soon. So it's a good good thing to talk about. And I was thinking about this earlier today, Dave, when we we're
1: trying to figure out Let's be honest, you've been nervous about this episode. You're nervous For... about me just putting me loose on the on the airwaves i think you are i, I think every, just admit it i think all of our listeners can
0: understand my you're, ner- you're a little nervous my uncomfortable yeah uh, feelings towards Adam. this episode with you as a i know that you're always very precision like uh in, in all of your I, at least i start off that way yeah i start
1: off i start off with precision and then like sometimes and then we uh you know i i, I hear you sometimes you forget to tighten all the nuts down and you end up with a... Anyway. <laughs> That's not a good analogy. <laughs> a weird analogy. <laughs> I don't know what I was picturing in my not mind. Not as
0: bad as the uh, eating candy with uh, analogy that I gave with Tim Staples on the show.
1: Yeah. that was I a remember pretty, that. That was
0: a pretty bad analogy. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the reason why I was talking or thinking about like, okay, why is it important to be talking about voting? Yeah. And I was thinking about this as I was unloading wood this, uh, this afternoon, trying to figure out like, why is it important to talk about voting? Yeah. And... My thought was, is the reason why it's important to talk about voting, especially even in, in my household like with, with my wife and when my, my children are old enough to vote, is because, it's because of the first thing that Christ told us, or the, the thing that Christ told us to do, which was go make disciples of men, baptizing right. them in all nations, uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the reason why it's important to vote is because government is a proxy for being able to make disciples. Because it is, the government is a way of exercising uh, what the truths are, the reality are, is, and how society functions together. Right. And the, the, the more aligned that, that societies are with truth, which as Catholics we know that truth is a person, is Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the more that the societies are aligned with he who is – the better functioning the society is, right? Obviously, right. because exactly. it, it it is made. Uh, for it's it's interesting because we used to debate in politics. We all used to agree on the end, and we would always debate the means. Right.
1: And now we and don't now agree on the end. We don't even agree on the end. No, ends. that's a great point. That's a great point.
0: We don't even we're we're now like we are now so far uh, disagreeing on just the ends in and of of themselves that we are disrupting and like perverting the sacramental reality of who people are.
1: Right, exactly. And so
0: that is something that is, when that happens, then that means that as men, as as, uh, Catholics, we have to stand up and say, okay, if you guys don't know who we are, and I think that's why JP two Saint John Paul II was so uh, valuable uh, with with what he was talking about in, in the theology of body because he understood he lived through communism he lived through right. a, World yeah. War II you know he, he he lived through all of I mean barely World War II but I mean he lived through all uh, all this destruction he realized like the reason why communism oh, I didn't mean, he, work he, he he was there he was alive during World War II yeah, I, I mean, know I know I'm just saying like. Uh, the reason why uh, it didn't work is because communism in and of itself is is set to fail because you don't understand who the person is. And that's why the theology, he he like said, no, 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 I'm going to combat culture because you guys can't even understand who we are. Right. And so I'm going to lay this baseline down that here in 50 years,
1: there's going to be people, minds blown. Yeah. So the important thing, and this is the, like when you turn on the news, the problem is they they're missing the goal, uh, and the actually the Catholic Church has been putting out documents on politics since before most countries were in existence. Okay, um, so the the aim of the Catholic society is always the common good. This is what we're striving for: the common good. Okay, and so. We are not striving for the best economy. We're not striving for the best health care system, in, you know, only. Um, what we're striving for is the common good. And when the church says good, it means not only natural goods. Yes, natural goods, but supernatural goods as well. So we want to strive to create healthy persons. Because grace builds on nature. That's right. So we want to create a, a healthy natural system. So that we can have healthy supernatural systems, healthy a healthy church, which is like what
0: I was trying to say. Right, in, in the fact of like the reason why this is so important is because you have to get this right in order to have the opportunity to to build the kingdom of God to to build
1: right. to make saints. Because if you have people that are so poor they can't not work on Sunday, they're not or you don't have the a religious freedom, right? Exactly. But I mean, if you just like let's say you have a terrible economy, everyone is destitute. Like uh, going to church on Sunday is. I mean, you just—you're trying to like put food on the table. You don't know if you're going to eat today. You know, there are other priorities that will just naturally have a way of asserting themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, eat, whether they're more important or not, you know, hunger uh, will assert itself. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So, um, the common good is what we're pursuing. Okay, and so we're not pursuing. So we want to all step back in our in our own minds, bring ourselves back. A little bit because we're so we're missing the forest for the trees i think in almost every political conversation that takes place because it's always about oh who's about the economy who's about you know whatever you know like uh you often hear everybody first of all every politician is hope and change um change you know all it's always change as if it's going to be better or as if it will ever change you mm-hmm. know it, if you just look throughout history it never changes mm-hmm. um so what we want to do is pursue politics at a local level and at a national level where we're electing and promoting candidates in pursuit of a common good. The biggest, from the Catholic standpoint, the biggest problem, the biggest evil in our society today is abortion. The slaughter of of innocent life, wherever it exists, is the biggest evil and the biggest affront to the common good. What would be, what is the worst thing for us that a society, what made the Nazis so evil? Uh, they, they had, it's a very orderly society, and economically thriving, economically was um, Volvo was killing it. I mean, who knows how long their the econo- bill economically? Who knows how long they would have lasted? Well, you know, they wouldn't have any but... any socialist co- government. Socialism works great in the beginning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay. And then you run out of other people. So money. economically, I'm not sure that they had had it all. You know, I'm not. A, also, I'm not a historian, but um, the why everybody recognizes they were evil. is because they were slaughtering innocent people, mm-hmm. killing innocent people. Is, this, is the greatest evil that exists in the world. Because it goes back to
0: who we are. If we're made in the image and likeness of God, right. which we are, and you kill somebody who's made in the image and likeness of God, that, that is innocent, that is, a, uh, you know, that is a intrinsic evil.
1: There's no way. You can't get out of that. Right. So if we're, uh, if we're trying to build up a good society, a co- the good, then obviously we need to build up a society that doesn't kill its own society. Okay, so abortion. It's innocent society, yeah, right, yeah. In, in, innocent society. Yeah. Um, obviously, the death penalty is a, is an issue that should be taken seriously, uh, but it's not the same as as abortion.
0: And even the USCCB brings talks about that. in Right, and I
1: understand. There's a lot of people who have strong feelings about abor- about the death penalty, and that's fine. Um, the church allows a freedom of thought on abortion. No. Or, I'm sorry. On not on abortion, It allows freedom of thought on the death penalty. <sighs> okay. yeah. it does not allow freedom of thought on abortion. As a Catholic, you are not permitted to mm. believe that uh, the pro-choice, so-called pro-choice um, side is correct. You actually don't have that option.
0: Right, and as men, that should be that should be a given. Uh, you know, we're protectors. You know, right. you naturally are built to protect. Other people, especially right. the 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 innocent, especially the people who can't defend themselves. Right. There's a reason why it's just a natural thing when your your child is put into danger, you jump in front of that danger. Right, you're naturally supposed to protect, and so as Catholic men, you should take that natural actions and make it supernatural and defend the, the you know with obviously grace. Right.
1: Or, and, Even if it just stays on a natural level, I mean, you don't need the supernatural to know that um, that parents shouldn't kill their own children
0: yeah absolutely but you i'm just saying I mean? like take that take the grace that god is you know in a sacramental life and make change within your community to where we're not killing innocent people right so let's just talk about voting for
1: pro-choice politicians okay uh, And then we're
0: going to talk about other things as well craig hopefully
1: yes i would like to okay um but this uh, the, this really is the biggest issue in politics not just this election it's just it is this is not a new issue it's been this way for a long time the pro-choice issue is the biggest issue, and a, a lot of people will accuse Catholics of being single-issue voters. That's not true. There's just one issue that is more important than other, all the other issues. If And that doesn't mean that the other uh, That they're issues, not important, but yeah, th- a that fallacy. means we, we, we need to get... There's a hierarchy of values, and we need to get the most important things right first. And if we're not doing that, then the other things, not that they are not important, they are... But they're not as important, okay? So, um, like, let's say there's a candidate who says, "I think we should kill everybody over 70. Are you going to vote for that guy or that or that woman? No. no, why not? But you know, the thing is that the people—if we killed everyone over seventy—fewer people would be dying than have died of abortion. So, you know, like, and not to say that oh, we're, we're not adding up total value of lives. That's not what we're doing. One single innocent death is unacceptable. Okay, so we need to just make sure that we're having this, we're putting the right value on things. So the the abortion issue is the most important. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's the it's when you get into it, people will often have you know complicated issues. Well, what about all these other things? So let's talk about, dive deeper a little bit into this one issue. I have a feeling this is going to be past our uh, radios On the other side of the bridge. Could, Could be. be. Well. Yes, there will be more to talk about, I'm sure. Okay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about voting. Dude, I almost interrupted you. I almost
0: brought us in. Did you? That would have broken tradition, which is not something I've broken.
1: I've broken that tradition a couple times on accident. Yeah, it's not something. Else. It's okay. You so, know what? As far as like as often as we do it, usually it goes just fine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're talking about voting, right? And we're to, uh, right now we're talking about voting for a pro-choice candidate as a Catholic, as a person. Is this like really, there's nothing that makes these rules apply to Catholics alone. These are just the rules. Like, as a human person, uh, this, the rules are same, the same for you. You have an obligation, whether you recognize it or not, to vote in accordance with reality. Okay. And that's
0: why it's so important to make sure that your conscience is well is, formed. Is well formed because if you if you, if your conscience is not well formed, what happens? You 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 fall into the well, how do I feel? What are my
1: emotions? Right, a distorted view of reality. What do I what do I want? Right, and, and your opinions and your feelings. I'm glad you said this are different from your conscience and your will and your will. Right. So just because you like an issue the most doesn't mean it's the most important. Okay, because once again, we're in pursuit of the common good. Which is better, for everyone to be rich or for everyone to have a life, have life? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact that people are being killed, life is the preeminent right and holds precedent over all other rights, because if one does not have the right to life, then all the other rights don't matter. Mm-hmm. So, the right to life is the most important. That's, so, that's why Catholics put so much emphasis on it. But it's not just for Catholics. Everyone... Should put emphasis our on our Constitution it. says it
0: in America here in America, right? Life evident, liberty, and the pursuit of and, happiness, and you know the thing, right? And the thing, you know, you know the thing, you know the thing. Uh, anyway, uh, so what? What if somebody says, "Okay, I get it. Like, I, I'm am am a I'm a pro-life guy, and I agree with you. However, the candidate that I that I'm wanting to vote for is maybe pro, not pro-life, maybe maybe pro-choice, but he helps with a lot of other issues uh, outside of, uh, you know, outside of the ab- abortion industry. Maybe he, maybe he, he his ideas are going to be help with our economy, help with our health right. care, help with immigration, right. help with uh, what X Y Z. So I'm not going to vote for this guy because he supports abortion, but I'm going to vote for him because
1: of these other factors. Okay, so what the church says is that. If a Catholic votes for a pro-choice candidate because they're pro-choice that that you are cre- you are committing a grave mortal sin or at least a grave sin. You, it's a grave sin and now that you've heard me say it, it's a mortal sin. You know now. So you can you know you no longer can say, "Oh, I didn't know that was a mortal sin." Ignorance isn't isn't allowed. It's no longer, right? If you vote for a, a pro-choice candidate because they're pro-choice, if you yourself are pro-choice, then you have put your soul in jeopardy. Your eternal rest in heaven might be forfeit because of it. The, the church is so strong on this because you have chosen the, the, like, that it's fine to kill people, okay? So, um, in, the church says, if you vote for a candidate because he's pro-choice, you're committing grave sin. However, if you choose to vote for a, a candidate, it's like, well, that's not why I'm voting for him. I'm not pro-choice. I don't like that he's pro-choice, but I'm voting for him for these other reasons. In theory, this is possible, but only in theory. So here's a, a quote from Cardinal Cardinal Ratzinger um, on, on this. He says, when a Catholic does not share a candidate's stand in favor of abortion and or euthanasia, or you could substitute any other intrinsic evil, but votes for that candidate for other reasons, it is considered a remote material cooperation. So, it's not formal cooperation with evil. It's a remote material cooperation. It's still material, but it's it's remote. So, this would not be considered a mortal sin. Um, he says, which can be permitted in the presence of proportionate reasons. It well, can, the kicker is the very it end. It can be permitted in the presence of proportionate reasons. Okay, and the proportionate reasons, this is like the part that gets... Uh, that gets left out all the time, sort of like Jesus when he's talking to Mary Magdalene, and he says, neither do I condemn you. you know, And then everyone leaves off the fact that he says, go and sin no more, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, see, who am I to judge? Right. Uh, okay, so people leave off the proportionate reasons. Even the USCCB, if you go to their website, you will not see the presence of proportionate reasons because they, they say what is essentially the same thing. That oh you can do it if like if you're not voting for them because they're pro-choice, then it's then it's possible. But they don't say this portion, the part that you need to have proportionate reasons. Because if somebody wants to kill people, like let's say, it's like okay, substitute abortion with uh, a, this guy wants to go around killing um, people on Medicaid because it's going to save the country so much money. Like, why would we pay billions of dollars for these people? We could just kill them. That's real cheap. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say you have a candidate who's proposing that, and you might think that's ridiculous. Stuff like this has been proposed in other countries, legitimately. Yeah, hit, go, go, yeah. Like, yeah. history, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, so, so you would never vote for that candidate, right? Obviously, it doesn't matter how great his uh, economic policy is or how great... Any other other policy of his is because he wants to murder people. Right. That obviously that what what could possibly be proportionate. Mm-hmm. What what could your proportionate reasons be to vote for that guy? Right. You know yeah, what I mean. So the USCCB talks about this. I'll
0: link it in our show notes so that way people can read it. But on. Number 34 of USCCB, it says, a Catholic cannot vote for a candidate who favors a policy promoting an intrinsic evil act, such as abortion, euthanasia, assisted suicide, deliberately subjecting workers or the poor to subhuman living conditions, refining marriage, redefining marriage in ways that violate its essential meaning or racist behavior if the voter's intent is to support that position, uh, or sorry, if the intent is, is to support that position. Right, you can't vote for them. You can't vote for him. Now, it says, uh, in such case, a Catholic would be guilty of formal cooperation of grave evil. At the same time, a voter should not, uh, yeah, a voter should not use a candidate's opposition to an intrinsic evil to justify indifference or inattentiveness to other important moral issues involving human life and dignity.
1: Right, and see, that last line is so confusing because it makes it seem like, oh, well... It makes it seem like all the other issues are on an equal playing field with the with the life issue. No, the, but what they're saying I think is that yes, you have to choose the pro-life candidate, but don't let them do, you still you need have to, to hold, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable yeah. You know, don't let them get away with murder, quote unquote. Uh, uh pun intended, just because bad pun. just because they're pro-life. Right. You know, but it, the the way it makes it seem is that oh, yeah, yeah, you can't do it, but also, you need to make sure to pay attention to this other stuff, so go ahead and vote for the pro-choice candidate because of all these other reasons. It comes off that way. Um, And, I don't know, it just, I think that's a a little frustrating for me, as a Catholic, that the bishops couldn't put together a more coherent, uh, some more coherent guidance, especially since they update this every four years. You know, they update it for every election cycle. So, anyway, um, let's say you have an abor- uh, I'm sorry, let's say you have an election where all of your choices are pro-choice. What if every candidate is pro-choice? In that case, the church says you may, I mean, you have no option. Once again, it says you could take the extraordinary step of not voting in that situation, but it will also permit you to vote for one of the candidates that you believe will um, advance the pro-abortion side the least, You know, And and this could be one of those situations where you might have proportionate reasons. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, they're both pro-choice. Maybe this guy's a little bit less pro-choice. I don't know. But maybe the guy who's more pro-choice is better on some of these other issues. So that could be a situation where you have proportionate reasons to vote for a slightly more pro-choice candidate. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, they're both pro-choice. They're both going to vote for all the pro-choice bills, Mm -hmm. you know, at at some point, for a legislator, you're either it's like pass fail. You're either going to vote yes or you're going to vote no on a bill. Mm-hmm. Now it's difficult for the voter because you don't know what the bill will say and you know how what a, right. you know. There's so much unknown, but um, that would be a situation where uh, the church would allow. You know, that's you're not voting for them because they're pro-choice. It's just your only option.
0: And I feel for people who who are wanting to. You know, a lot of a lot of the thing is is saying like uh, we're trying to help the poor. You know, right. we want to help the poor, and I feel for that position of of maybe that the person that I want to uh, vote for is pro abortion, but he he really wants to help the poor. Right. And I, I think that the people who are, who have that thought are coming from a really good place because as Christians we are commanded to help the poor. Yeah. Uh, Jesus didn't give uh, give us an out. Uh, he said he made it made it certain that we have to th- take care of the poor. Right. And so I think that that is a, a a noble and I think that is a something that y- that is worth praising. Uh because that's what Absolutely. J- Jesus is calling us to. We do.
1: should expect our public servants to serve the to poor. To serve the poor.
0: Uh now there's a prudential judgment of how much the government can, should be involved to make that happen. Yeah, but
1: let's just leave that and out. And I'm of I'm
0: going to leave that out of it. But I think that uh again it goes back to even if that's the case, like even if that's, your, that's where your heart is, which is a good spot where your heart could be, if the person is wanting to kill people
1: before right. they even... Yeah, take once again, take that same candidate and say, he wants to kill people who are 70 and older. Are you still going to like, oh, well, yeah, he might want to help the poor, but he wants to kill people. Mm-hmm. Like, and once again, who is more poor than the unborn? I mean, if you're worried about, why, why is it that we want to help the poor? Because they are in need of our help. They're the most vulnerable. They're they more vulnerable. Who is more vulnerable, who is more poor than the unborn? So, like, if you have this heart to help the poor, that's great, but you're not applying it broadly if you're willing to make, give a pass on abortion. Right. We cannot, as Catholics, allow a culture of death to exist in our country. We must do everything that we can to build up a culture of life, from our local elections to our national elections. If you if you vote for a pro-choice candidate, then you must honestly consider your own conscience and whether or not you want to be holy.
0: We'll continue this conversation probably on the podcast, definitely on on, on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're drinking a little bit of whistle pig. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers.